Welcome to episode 129 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? I am better than most and still, still not as good as some, unfortunately. But uh, how are you? Um, 100% sober at the moment. What? The, yes. Just, just had a few too many draft beers at a, a quadrant graduation party last night. Wasn't terribly hungover, but... You know, you had enough where you had that little you know, cobwebs in your head. Sure, and then, sure. You know, it was just a rainy day today. Uh, walked the dog. Laid around watching college baseball. Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. More on that stuff in segment two, obviously. Dozed off here and there. Uh, you texted me said, hey, hold off till 6.15. We're do- just getting started for dinner. Um I finished my iced coffee that I was drinking, and here we are. So just, you know, I don't know. No fever, nothing. I'm not delusional. So, yeah, just didn't have a chance to. So 100% sober at the start of 129. So let's uh, introduce the first beer. Put I can, that I to can an tell because you just you rambled. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, let's, let's get her started. I mean, my, my hands are shaking here. All right, so first one. Uh, this is from the Goose Island IPA Survival Pack that we talked about uh, last time or two two pods two, two pods two ago. pods ago, where we had the tropical beer hug, uh, and they all have this bear on the can with the sunglasses uh, in you know related to the to the name of the can. But this one is called Secret Beer Hug, and it's got the bear with the with the finger over the lips like shh. It's a hazy IPA. Uh, 6.5% and zero or NAIBUs. So uh, if you go into some of the, like, for example, um, if you go into the description, it says classified hazy IPA described as being umbrella drinks in a can. So this will be. I'm going to say fruity. Must be fruit. New Englandish. Yeah, exactly. And as we pour these, give a uh, shout-out happy birthday to listener Tom Dittmer. Happy birthday, Tom. Happy birthday, Tom. His son actually pitched, helped Lansing Community College to the National Junior College title last weekend. Shut up. That's Um, pretty impressive. Yeah. That's awesome. uh, Tom, if I misspoke, I'm sorry. That'll be a corrections corner. Tom is a listener like... uh, like Josh Wendy, doesn't listen for a while, and then makes a trip somewhere and bangs out three or four episodes, and I get a text from him, yep, so blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I'm thinking, what does he talk? Oh, that was something we talked about three pods ago. Right, right. So, All right, well, yeah. let's clink the Maple Hill glasses here. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, you can smell the, yeah, the grapefruit pops off the notes. Yes, that's grapefruit. Yeah, David likes. Oh, yes. here's your Ross Chastain yeah. bumping people all over the place into the wall. Yeah, we'll talk about that segment too. Yeah, and what he said about it and everything. But what I saw there, I didn't. Yeah, like I said, that segment two bother. So, yeah, what, what's going on? What's been happening this week? Oh, uh, the other thing. Yeah. Uh, so I had the two shutouts. I thought I had two. Shout out Tom Dimmer. Happy birthday. Yeah, I thought you had and something else. And what was the second fucking shout out I was going to give? All right, well, yeah, I'll you'll, shout you'll, you'll think of it. I'll Probably by the time you finish that beer, yeah. your brain will start working again. 
Um, okay, so I did catch up on some stuff. Uh, I watched the latest Obi-Wan on Disney+. Plus. Uh, actually, probably out of the Disney miniseries or the short series, it ranks right up there. And I think a lot of people feel this way with um, The Mandalorian. So, uh, good storyline if you like that kind of thing. And then I actually... Um, what else did uh, oh uh, another sci-fi geeky thing um, which I'm very proud of by the way I don't mean to put that in a negative tone but uh, Apple Plus uh, the foundation it's based off uh, Isaac Asimov you know book series uh, that came to a, um, a, a series con- not a series conclusion sorry a season conclusion or a, you know a, a, a chapter right. or whatever so they left a lot of Lot of left a lot of things open, and then did you happen to watch the first episode of season three of The Boys on Prime? No, I did not. And oh with God. that being, because that's a week to week, right? I was going to ask you that. So it's out, the new episodes will be Friday. Correct? They put out three episodes but, right out of the gate. See, that's what I t- asked Chuck yesterday at the graduation party. I said, "Do you know if it's uh, week to week or how many?" He said, "Just one. It's going to be week to week." So if it's three, then Liz and I can watch it, and then we'll probably take a hiatus. Because in this day and age of the streaming, we're, yeah. we're spoiled by like, all right, let's finish sure. the fucking season in two days. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like okay, they give us three out the out of the shoot, out of the gate, and then next Friday will probably be four, five. Now they had three episodes there. I only watched the first one. Okay. I don't know if maybe they just are teasing people and have two other episodes and they're still locked or something. That's typically not the case. Right, yeah. If you know, if they if have it episodes shows it, you showing should, should there, you watch should watch it. it. But I'm telling you what, if you enjoy the boys because of the gratuitous graphic nature of some of the stuff that happens on that show. Right. No spoilers, but I'm t- uh, the first 10 minutes is like, what the hell? I mean, <laughs> just somebody went. They had all that time between the end of season two to come up with something ridiculous. I mean, it's like I'm I'm by myself and I jumped and I yelled, "What the fuck?" I'm like, because <laughs> it was like, what? Who comes up with stuff like that? All right, we'll I don't have to know. give it a. We'll have to, especially if there are three out there, because. You know, maybe start at Wednesday, and by the time you know we'll watch it, and then Friday we'll be here before you know it, and then so yeah, yeah the week to week, I, I'm definitely going to watch it. I really liked uh, seasons one and two, even though that's typically not my genre. It's almost like a spoof on, not really a spoof, but it's a, the superheroes behind the scenes, like it's a business. Sure. So exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I like that, just like uh, Deadpool and that. So not my genre, but I really like seasons one and two, so I'll definitely watch it. But like I say, when, once you're spoiled with being able to binge shit. Right. Um, speaking of binging, see, that's what I did. Liz and I still haven't started watching season five of Outlander because it's been, and like, again, to mention Chuck again, he uh, said him and his wife might start Outlander from the beginning because his wife never watched it. Okay. And now... And it's been so long, it's like, do, do I need to watch, to come in cold to season five, it'd be like, what's going on? Who is that kid? What, why? Is so you might need a refresher. Maybe. It's been so long between I don't know four if and I would five. Go, I don't know if I would go that right. Well, but Yeah, but he would have seen if his wife, would, wife sure, Carol, sure, would sure. be interested, yeah, yeah, and she true. hadn't seen any of it. But you would be I would probably go better like, served on YouTube or something and catch well, actually, some Actually, I would probably just or... go the last 
on Netflix, I'd go okay. the last two or three episodes of season four. Sure. Okay. So, um, but we haven't watched that. But anyway, just solo, because Liz watched most of it on their own. I was wanting, wanting to watch something on Netflix, couldn't find anything. And I'm like, Walking Dead, that's not normally on Netflix, is it? So I click 10 seasons. And I'm like, fuck it, you know what? Yeah. Because, and yes, I've said on the show, it's not realistic, whatever, I get that. But Liz used to watch it, and I would be like intermitt intermittently watching it with her. And it'd be too many, because like, I'd I probably joined in mid-season two, and then got full bore four, five, and six. And then yeah, seven, right. I remember, started getting kind of, right. oh, this is, I mean, the same thing over and over, whatever. And I said, I've never seen it from the start, because I always had questions when she was watching. I was like, well, I thought um, that lady was with Rick. Why, how come, she, and I never got the full, so I started over, and actually, and I just finished season two this morning. And actually, the first two seasons of The Walking Dead are some of the, is some of the best television oh. there was. Oh, that's why that's what got people hooked. Yeah. And that I mean, it was actually because it was almost like, how would you do it? And if this really did happen, and it, it was mainly trying to get away from the, the walkers, and and I think Shane should have been the leader. Shane was, was a fucking, he was a yeah, little bit demented, but right. in that scenario, right. you need somebody demented leading the way a little bit. Right. So, anyway, so I've been watching that, and I know we've talked about it on the pod before. So, how would you think you would do in that, this is almost like a random question, but it's not a random question, obviously, in segment one, but how do you think you would do, let's say it does happen, one day yeah. it, it really does happen, and right. people okay. can turn that sure. way. So, I would probably cover myself in mud, you know, set a bunch of traps, cover myself in mud, and then hide up in the trees. And then when walkers or people would come along, I would have a bow and I would have a, you know, a big like crossbow and, you know, right. just knock people off or blow up well, stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, let's, I guess I'm going a little deeper, though. Because like, you got to live life. Now, obviously, in, in that format, I mean, it's basically like the end of time, sure. so yeah. to speak. Yeah. And there are, I mean, obviously, you're not going to go to work because there's no, nothing to work. <laughs> right. But, I mean, you still got to try to make the most of it. And I just was wondering how I would, how, do you, how would you get your mind frame? And that's why I, I kind of didn't like the show at the end because it almost was people versus people right? as opposed to the walkers being the right. the bad guy. And I, I would understand in that setting, yes, it's, you know, the North Studio, the South Studio, our friends at Spilling the Nachos who had their one-year anniversary today. And, guys, I, I think it's just due to the calendar. If you don't listen to Spilling the Nachos, give them a listen. They were wondering because actually their first episode was like June eighth or June twelfth or something, but today is this week their fifty second episode came out, but it's like a week early, and I think that's just the way the days fall because June twelfth isn't always a Monday every single year. So I think right. today is actually your guys's birthday. So happy that was the other shout out I wanted to give. So happy birthday to the Spilling the Nacho crew. You also got to remember February only has twenty eight days. Right. Yeah. So. 
but yeah, so this is your 52nd episode. You guys are one year old today, so congratulations Congrats. on that. Congrats. Um, and then, so how did I get segued in there? I'm, uh, I'm not drunk enough yet. <laughs> but so yeah, it was like, it, yeah. I, I get you would get like, okay, yeah, that's where I was going. North Studio, South Studio, friends at Spilling the Nachos, and maybe up both pods loyal listeners we'd all be one faction and there would be some outsiders like man they've got that faction there has food and weapons so we got to get rid of them because so i I would see there would some there would be some strife with human living beings right but like seasons five six seven eight and i don't even think i've seen nine or ten but i think it would be too much because once you want to band together with as much to eliminate the walkers. One would think. I mean, yeah, and then, yeah. you know, so. And by, by the way, I was being a smart ass in my description of what I would do. I, right. was, I was describing what Arnold Schwarzenegger did in Predator. In Predator. But didn't he do it in Commando too? Probably, Probably did. Yeah. It was like, hey, that's worked so good. Let's do it in Predator too. No, but I guess the, the cover in mud was Predator. You're yeah. right, with Jesse the, the body. Right. And then um, I thought the best line. Um, <laughs> In sec- the second season, when the farm gets overrun, I think his name's not Dale. Dale was the guy who, and I never put two and two together that Dale was the uh, Giamatti's dad in Billions is Dale from Walking Dead. But um, the old man who had the farm, I fucking forget his yeah. name, that's irrelevant. But he said, and it was just kind of a funny that he said, well, I always, you know, Jesus, Jesus Christ always said, that the dead would rise again, but I really thought he had something else in mind. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny, especially on a day that my streak was broke. Because, and I'm blaming my mom and my sister. They Uh-oh. they went last night, but we had the grad party. Careful throwing those folks under the bus. One, one to four was the grad party. I didn't get there till 2.30 because of work. And it was a four-banger. I thought it would be a little rude for me to leave after a 45-minute cameo. Plus, I started drinking. And also blame St. Thomas because during starting last week, Memorial Day weekend, there's only a 9.30 mass on Sunday. 9.30 uh, doesn't get it done for me. Yeah. It's kind of like in the middle, like 8 o'clock, suck it up, get up, start your day. Right. 11 o'clock, I can still get up, have my coffee, walk Ruby, make the math. 9.30, and if my mom and sister would have held off, I you know, if, if you're meeting somebody. Right. You don't lay in bed just like, ah, should I get up and get ready? Should I get up and get ready? Do I get up and get, ah, I don't want to get up and get ready. Oh, somebody's there? Okay, I'm yeah, not yeah. going to disappoint them. I'm going to go there. Right. So, anyway, back to The Walking Dead. So, yeah, it was, I almost would like to that to be like almost like a video game and real, I mean, obviously you don't want to kill anybody, but that would be interesting to see how people react because you're shut off from the world. Right. And yeah, it's you know, kill or be killed, and like, what do you do? And you know, and that's again with the rewatch, I never knew why, if how they started coming to life if mm-hmm. they hadn't been bitten. But because of that scene with in the CDC building with the guy from the Americans who told what he told Rick, right? 
And now it's, it all makes sense. But when you're just coming in and seeing a little here, because I want to say Walking Dead used to be on either Thursday nights or Sunday nights because the reason I didn't watch it with Liz is I was watching football, which would have been either been Thursday night football or Sunday night. It was, I remember watching Sunday nights with Max. Okay, so yeah. it was Sunday night. Yeah. And then I would be watching, like if the Bears-Packers were on Sunday yeah. night football, I wasn't watching The Walking Dead. Right. I was watching the Packers destroy the Bears, right. of course. So, I think it was I Am Legend with Will Smith. And that's a kind of a, 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 a blah, 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 apocalyptic zombie type movie, and you could probably play out your scenario like how that would go. You know, do you shoot him? Do you not shoot him? Because Will Smith was a doctor trying to come up with some kind of a serum to help them come back. Oh, okay. And so you know, and then well, spoiler alert. Anyway, he does. He gets. Oh, does. If you haven't watched yeah. the movie, sorry, just ruined it for you, but. It's still a really, really good movie on how he ends up doing it and the trials and tribulations he has to go through, et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, if you're a loyal listener to the pod, you know my feelings on Will Smith, so I'm not watching that fucking movie. Right. So um, so anyway, it would, it would be I Am Legend 2 or something because then they actually have a serum. They can save people, but I'm sure there would be a bunch of them like in The Walking Dead who are just like pop, 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 yeah. pop, you know. This uh, is a lot easier. Yeah. So it's, uh, I do give the the people of uh, Walking Dead credit because their shot, I bet you their shooting percentage accuracy with the headshots was amazing. Like, especially <laughs> as you're going by, you know, you know, Glenn's got a, a rifle basically, you know, down by his hip and they're oh, yeah. mo- in a moving car and he's not fucking missing anybody. <laughs> down, down, down. Yeah. So. But yeah, so anyway, and I don't know if I'm going to watch, keep watching it, because I've seen most of the, and like when Carol um, falls in love with the one guy who's got the tiger or lion as a pet or mascot yeah, or right, whatever right. it is, I've seen all of those episodes. Right, okay. And um, and that's where I think, it, to, in my opinion, the show gets a little cheesy, although I do like, what's the character's name who had Lucille? The baseball bat with the barbed wire. Oh, he yeah. fucking brilliant. Uh, rat, um, oh, the big the big the big dog shouting it out yeah, right now because uh, I fucking don't know it. But uh, he his character is fucking amazing. It's a it's a one syllable. Um. Yeah, we're not gonna crap. do it right now. Uh, yeah. Po- you know, possibly Chuck because he's loyal, and I know the big dog. He's yelling it right now. He's saying, "You, he, that fucking idiot's not even drunk, and he still can't think." So, um, I, but I remember Lucille, the baseball bat. Yeah, so, right. I mean, um, anyway, I think it was. I think it was like oh, fuck, Rand or something. Or all right, I'm gonna. Get, it's probably we're gonna try way. to think of it in, during the pod without the use of Google. So that'll make us. Yeah. Uh, feel like yeah. we've accomplished something. You mean, well, what I should have done is I should have went, hey, Mike, what's the name of uh, the character that, that well, wielded the Lucille bat with the... You should have, <laughs> but you didn't. So, <laughs> right. now wait, though. God damn it. I, I see the guy's face. I do, too. I can see the whole thing. It's, yeah. and no, this is exactly like when you ask yeah. me about the music. And I when can, they make... And, and I almost was angry when they weakened his character. Yeah. So, See, I almost had it, and then you started talking, yeah. and I started paying attention to you, and I couldn't think of the. Oh, damn it! Anyway, all right, all right. But anyway, you want to rate this? I think we should. All right, I'm up. 
So very fruity, very New Englandy, uh, a, a solid, solid hazy IPA. Um, I can't knock anything against it, but then again, it's not. There's nothing to. There's nothing to knock my socks off about it. Um, so I'm gonna go right in that wheelhouse of like a 3.25. Good, but not good. Oh wow. Yeah. Yep. Look at our. It's like uh, you know how they say that if women, a group of women get together, their cycles align. Right. I think if, if I think if Careful. guys I, I, think if, I think if guys do podcasts together Careful. and drink beer together, their taste buds become similar because that's the exact description of this beer that I would have. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yep. Could drink multiples of this. Yep. Um. And I, dare we call it? A, I mean, it, you would be feeling it towards the end of cutting your grass, but yes. I think you could pound a few of these yeah. as you were mow, mowing your beer. But there was it, mowing your beer. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I am drunk. <laughs> mowing your lawn, drinking your beer, and um, good catch, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Uh, but it was nothing like, oh man, oh wow, oh that's fucking amazing. Yeah, right. So three point one nine. Got it. So our fine friends at Untap, let's check that out. See, oh, okay. Well, obviously from Goose Island, there's going to be a larger sample size. A three three point nine thousand, which isn't actually that's pretty small for them. So this m might be a new product, and it looks like we're a little bit below. So three point six seven. What the uh, fuck said Untap? You know what? I I won't. I'm not going to argue that. Like some some ratings we have. In like a 4.1, 4.1, that fucking beer was nowhere near a four. But three six seven is not an over the top rating, and it, it's a solid IPA with the flavor. But I went a little lower just because like we were looking for that. Wow, this is great! I'm gonna run door to door and recommend it to all the people in the neighborhood. Well, Mike, um, yeah, we can go to door to door and you know get people's opinions about Secret Bear Hug, but. Uh, we can also go and let them know that it was Keegan was the Keegan. character that Keegan was... Keegan and Lucille. Yeah. I, as soon as I went to switch my mind into a new... It just... There it was. Right. It popped into my head. And Liz may have actually got that, too. I only shouted out Chuck yeah. and the big dog. Um, Liz may have got got Keegan as well. But, but yeah, he's actually a brilliant character. And when they turn him weak, pissed me off. Right. So this next tasting, uh, we've got a stout here. Uh, sandwiched between our two IPAs for tonight. It's called Soul Stout. Now, this is from Third Nature in Rockford, Michigan, which is just a little bit north of Grand Rapids. And our friends, George and Mallory, um, who uh, have their own podcast right now, and um, uh, Beer Fitness and Being Kidless is the name of the podcast. But uh, their friend is a part owner in Third Nature, so we were over in Grand Rapids for the state finals track meet and decided to stop there and uh, have, a, have a meal and a beer. And I had uh, an IPA, which we'll taste next week, hopefully. But I wanted, to, I wanted you to try this stout. Uh, it is vanilla chocolate, uh, hints of baker's, or excuse me. Yeah, vanilla and chocolate with hints of uh, coffee, and then they needed to say Baker's chocolate, which is maybe different than the other chocolate. Maybe it was a dark chocolate, and I just didn't write it down correctly. But um, this will be something I think you will enjoy thoroughly. 
Oh, so you've had it then? I actually tasted it, yeah. Okay. But we haven't rated it on the pod. No. Roasty Toasty Warmth, brewed with nine different malts to add complexity. Dark chocolate, coffee, That's toast, right. and biscuits. First brewed in Seoul, South Korea, to keep people warm on cold winter nights. And then it's G-E-O-N-T, G-E-O-N-B-A-E, gun, I don't even know what that word is. That's probably South Korean. So uh, his friend um, actually started brewing. Uh, his wife uh, did, some, um, did some work in South Korea, and he went with her. And he actually started brewing in South Korea. Um, and brought it, you know, his, what he learned back here. So. Oh, all right. Well, let's see. Yeah. Full disclosure. I did, I did try this one and, um, I just wanted to see what you thought of it. Plus, you know, sometimes when you do try a beer, you want to, oh, yeah, yeah that's all right. We'll crack them. Yeah. I, I didn't expect it to pop that easily. So she said, <laughs> but, uh. But I actually wanted to try it again. Sometimes you try something and then you come back and want to make sure that it is what you thought it was. So uh, this one is 6% with 39 IBUs. All right. And per our discussion uh, in, in breaks, I'm uh, still cheering for Arizona. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, you can smell the, yeah, the coffee, chocolate notes on the smell. Yep. What do you think? Very tasty. I, li- I like it. It's And at 6%, because normally when we do uh, stouts like this, they're 9%. They have more of a little... Wallop, this yeah. is very easy drinking. Right. So, you know, obviously we didn't mention anything about bourbon or anything like that. It's just a straight mm-hmm. up stout. And that was one of the things I wanted to see if you would bring up in the sense that sometimes when you have a stout, especially chocolate, coffee, that kind of thing, they're they're heavy. There's a lot of body to them. It even says, you know, the number of malts that it was brewed with. Excuse me. But this is this doesn't sit heavy with me. No. Not at all. It's, it's not actually. It's very light. That's what I'm saying. So this is actually something that I could, as opposed to some of those uh, heavier stouts with a lot of lactose or you know vanilla and you know multiple malts and a lot of chocolate and, and all the other stuff to make it you know almost a dessert kind of a stout. That this one is super drinkable. Yes, I. Super drinkable, is that a description? I suppose it would be. Yeah, it's very much so description. So yeah. anyway, yeah. on to the world of sports. Mm. But before we get into that, your uh, your impression of that was pretty good um, in segment one. It dawned on me that, you know, we we didn't do that in the segment, but Anyway, my impression of what that the horn that you oh. were, when you said I should have said who what was the character? Well, when you see in your nightmares every night, yeah, Mike, so. you know you, you, t- you can repeat it really easy. All right, it's early morning. The sun comes out. Last night was shaking, and pretty loud. My cat is purring. It scratches my skin. So what is wrong with another scent? 
Ted Nugent scratch cat oh, scratch fever. Oh, Dave. I even I thought this, and I didn't even want to put the pressure on you. With this is a softball. I didn't right. want to put the pressure. No, read it again. I didn't read it want again. to put read the pressure again. on you with this is a softball because I thought it was that easy. Read it again. All right. You want me to try to go in notes of the song? No, okay. just read it again. It's early morning. The sun comes out. Last night was shaking and pretty loud. My cat is purring. It scratches my skin. So what is wrong with another set? German hairband. Um, yeah, I, I've got it right. Um, God, I can, I've got the melody. I've got everything. I can see them. And I'm bulking an, again. Can you at least give me the name of said German hairband? I'm working on it. <laughs> No, that's what I that's that's what is so frustrating about this is like I've got a um, real loud. The earth is shaking. Let me, where's the? Well, you gotta get this to the second one. Uh, the, the earth wasn't, by the way. It's last let, night was let me, shaking. Let me let me let me let me let me just. I won't I yeah. won't move it. I won't move it. It's early morning. The sun comes out. Last, Last night was shaking and pretty loud. My cat is purring and scratches my skin. So what is wrong with another sin? The bitch is hungry. Stop, 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 stop. Um, yeah, I know. Um, and three. Fuck. Two. One. Yeah, so close yet so far away. I, I, I... I um, Klaus Main is the lead yes, singer. Yes, it's um, a. Uh, I believe it's a reptile. I, I could be wrong on that because I'm not a reptile genius. It starts with the same letter as snakes. <laughs> uh, I can't. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! So, Rocky like a hurricane by the scorpion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I think I knew what the song was well, from the, the get-go, well, but I mean, I, I can't. Well, not from the get-go, because your first guess was Ted Nugent. <laughs> well, because there was a I, Well, that was, I purring, was, the purring I, of okay, the Okay, that starts, I can make a pussy purr yeah. with the stroke of my hand. Yeah, well, they know they're getting it from me. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I'm not looking at that. I'm not looking I know, at but it. I'm not. I'm just... Yeah, because where's the part where, oh, yeah, the cat is purring, so I just went, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to have no idea who this is, so I'm just going to go right. Ted Nugent Scratch. Yeah, that, was, that was one that you should have got, and that's gonna, I'm going to mark that down as a double fail. I guarantee you in two weeks, if you actually do Ted Nugent Cat Scratch Fever and you read me the, the lyrics, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to blank. I'm, I'm going I'm to have no idea. Jeez, I would hope I'm like, not. I have no idea what you're talking well, about. Well, like I said, remember last week when I went with Don't Fear the Reaper? Excuse me. Um, oh, Miami, the Hurricanes got beat by Ole Miss. The number six team in the country loses. Uh, it's a double elimination. I think that was their first loss. Anyway, um, I was going. had I went with, oh, no, there goes Tokyo. Go, go, Godzilla. Yeah, so yeah. that's, I, that's why I went with the other Blue Oyster yeah. Colt song. Yeah. Um, anyway, World of Sports, uh, Fast and Furious. Let's start with what we mentioned earlier. In this, the pod, uh, NASCAR. They were in Illinois, but it was called the St. Louis race. So the, the Illinois city they were in must border Missouri because you could see the arch from the, the track. But anyway, right. uh, 
Joey Logano won, beat yep. Kyle Busch. Yep. My favorite driver of the year. I've had, in this pool that I do, I'm not going to bore everybody with the particulars of the pool. That's irrelevant. But I picked Ross Chastain a number of times. He's the one. He's won two or three times. Yep. And he's a watermelon farmer. And when he wins, they bring him watermelon. Smashes it on the ground or the track, and then eats it off the track, which is kind of weird. But anyway, early on in the race, he knocked uh, Denny Hamlin basically out of the race. Denny Hamlin did finish the race, but was like ten laps out and was never a threat. And I guess they didn't show the Chase Elliott one. So the uh, FS1 reporter tracked him down after the race, and hey, what did you think? And you and I listened to his response, and he was very apologetic. He said, "I got to be better than that." I, he said, "I wrecked too, you know." I'm coming out of the, I, I'm coming out of the turns too fast. Yeah, and he's I'm going too hard into guys, and it caused a caution. Then you know, green flag drops. I do the exact same thing again. This level, you got to be better than that. Um, I'm going to pay for it on the track, knowing that Hamlin's obviously going to spin him out at some point. I mean, <laughs> Hamlin's not going to cost himself a race, right? But you know, like if Hamlin's, you know, in tenth and Chastain's running good, Hamlin's probably and he's gonna give him a love tap so, in the back quarter. Panel. And like the announcer said, he said, "Well, that's you know NASCAR's version of an apology," which I then they replayed the wreck, and to me, I think it was racing. And I guess you got to give them credit for owning it, and it's like, hey, you know, I know it's coming back, you know, whatever. But I personally didn't think an apology was needed. Obviously, I'm biased because I'm, a, you know, he's done me well in this pool that I'm in. <laughs> right. But I would have rather, I think, for the drama of the sport, you gotta just say, you know, it's racing. I mean, yeah. I, I'm trying to win just like they are, and if they're in the way, they're in the way. But he was apologetic. He actually, I don't think it was it was acting either because no, looked he, a, he looked yeah, a little it was, shook. It, it was genuine. Yeah, that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's part of the it's part of racing. But I don't know. I haven't watched enough. I haven't listened enough, read enough to know like what like like we've watched some of these races, and I don't know what's allowable, what's not allowable. Right. What what's a what's a um, you know what's an asshole move? What's a what's a decent like you're actually making a legitimate move and something happens? I mean I don't know. So. Um... But yeah, I mean, I there's going to be contact. I mean, cars are going over 100 miles an hour, yeah. inches from each other. Sure, sure. So it's like whatever, get over it. it. Well, there was another one in there where someone got kind of like bumped into the wall. I forget which driver, uh, kind of got the Malachi crunch, almost yeah. like a hockey check yeah. into the wall. Was able to come back and then, you know, bumped him, gave him a little push. I wa- I wonder how many listeners noticed that you gave. Like a dual reference, you you gave a Happy Days Demolition Derby reference and said it was a hockey check. <laughs> okay, you know, like, remember the Malachi? I think the Malachi brothers were pussies. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, and do you remember that episode? No, I don't. Are you kidding me? Because then I probably wouldn't have made a hockey reference. Well, the Malachi Crunch was the uh, Fonzie, oh. and then I think even Richie was in that Demolition Derby. And I think that was one that's of That's like where the, the Malachi Crunch came from. That's okay. where one of the cliffhangers came from because I think the Fonz was like passed out and they were setting up for the Malachi Crunch. And then and then it was to be continued. So then all, you know, that whole <laughs> week, week you're like, I hope the Fonz doesn't die. 
And the Fonz was such a – how did – there's two guys in my youth that I thought were cool. Yeah. I mean, I was like, man, wouldn't it be great to be them? And then fast forward to now, I'm like, how – I'm embarrassed <laughs> that I thought these two guys were Henry cool. Henry Winkler was – The Fonz? <laughs> right. Uh, how was the Fonz cool? And the second one was Kelly Leak of the Bad News Bears. That fucking clown was a pussy. <laughs> but yet, when you're eight years old and right. you, know, you right. watch him make every play in right. the outfield, hey, there are eight other people on this team when he's yeah. catching every one of the fly <laughs> balls. How did, how did I? I'm ashamed of myself for thinking <laughs> Kelly Leak was fucking cool. Kelly Leak is a pussy. <laughs> Um, no, I'm thinking of the uh, the brothers from Slapshot. No, that's the handsome, handsome brothers. brothers. Oh, geez. Fuck, you shouldn't open that Pandora. But that's embarrassing. I, I actually kind of thought it was cool. You went Malachi Crunch, Demolition Derby, where they crunched them. Yeah. And then a hockey check. So I'm thinking, hey, he cross-referenced it. And yeah. you're thinking the Malachi brothers were in Slapshot? Where, where the uh, Hi, Anna. <laughs> um, Texas just in what yard? Yeah. No, um, I... So, yeah, so anyway, when last we left... This machine took my quarter. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have them playing with their toys than playing with themselves. <laughs> they brought their fucking toys with them. I'd rather have them playing with their toys than playing with themselves. And that's oh, all. What the I, hell are they doing now? We're foiling up, coach. Make them bleed. Bleed all over them. Let them know you're there. <laughs> Slap shot. The lines are endless. Um... Secondly, when last we left, the Red Sox were in the midst, midst, M-I-D-S-T, midst, right. of a five-game series against the Orioles. When we recorded last, they were 2-2, two and two, and then on Monday, fucking got drubbed by the Orioles, 8 or 10 to nothing. And, it's, and then they split with fucking Cincinnati. So two of the worst, after a little bit of a heater... Against two of the worst teams in the league, the Red Sox were two, three, and four. Took a day off, flew to Oakland, swept the Athletics. Uh, just saw a graphic on TV here. They are now twenty-seven and twenty-seven, five hundred for the first time since April twenty-second. I think the date was. Um, it would be nice if they could make a run. I honestly don't think they have the pitching. But I I have to get on my FanDuel. I have to get in back into FanDuel, re, make a, another deposit. I'll have to wait for the next time. Every once in a while, FanDuel sends me a, hey, we'll match with 100% match with oh, wow. free credit. Sure. You know, so next time they do that, I'm going to have to join. I'm going to have to just, you know, deposit 200 bucks and put 175 on the Yankees to win the World Series because – Something's got to stop this freight train, and it's only—it's probably only going to be my money that's able to do it. So, but I mean, the Yankees look fucking unbeatable anyway. Right. I mean, there's no way the Red Sox are catching the Yankees. They just got to work their way to a wild card spot. Right. And then, hey, in that one, in that white, you know, in a, give themselves in, a chance. In, in, yeah, in a four out of seven series, anything can happen. Right. If 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 it were, if it were, that doesn't even make sense. Mike, that's the fucking line you make when you're fucking drunk, not when you're on your second beer. Um, so, yeah, so, it, um, and then the other thing about the Red Sox, 
my earliest my earliest memory of the Red Sox was I was in sixth grade at Furbringer Elementary. The building's still there. It was something else that's actually for sale. I should buy it for old time's sake. But it's on uh, sure on Davenport. What's the side street? That's I don't like, know. Uh, that's not North Carolina or anything it, like no, that, it's, was it? Uh, it's in that neighborhood. Yeah. It's on Davenport and something or other. Uh, and I was a sixth grader, uh-huh. and we had a f- flag football game. Okay. Or was it touch? No, we played flag in sixth grade. And it was either a game or practice. I don't remember that vividly how. I mean, it was a couple years ago. And I remember finishing the game or practice. Running home because I was blocks from the school and turning on Red Sox Yankees game 163 at Fenway Park and watching Mike Torres yield a home run to Bucky fucking Dent. That's how he's known in the Boston area. Hit it into the screen of the Green Monster. And yes, it was a screen at the time. There were no seats on the Green Monster in 1976. No, 76, I would have been nine years old. That wouldn't have been sixth grade, right? Yeah. Come on, math guy. 1979. All right. 1970-something. I'm going to fact check that <laughs> at break and get back with you. But game 163, Bucky, Dent, Bucky fucking Dent had a home run off Mike Torres into the screen, and the Yankees won that and eliminated the Red Sox, and I cried like a baby. That's my earliest memory of being a Red Sox fan. Wow. So fast forward... Nearly 50 years, 45, 50 years. Sure. And if they do not resign Rafael Devers and or Xander Bogarts, losing one is going to suck. Losing both. If, if they keep one and let one go, I've got some real thinking to do. If they let them both go, I think I'm done as a Red Sox fan. Okay. They're the the offer they made to Xander Bogarts was in today's sport. I mean, you and I would love to have that contract from where we work. Right. You know, five years, ninety million. I mean, we would love to have that <laughs> right. contract. Right. But in today's sports world, that that actually they the Red Sox literally spit right at Xander Bogarts' face. They're homegrown talent. They can play. They flat out rake. Xander Bogarts, in my opinion, is arguably the most underrated player in the big leagues. And if they let both of them walk, I legit probably am going to search for a new team. Uh, one final baseball note. The Tigers are looking for some fans. One final baseball. And I, <laughs> that might be – I don't I don't think I could do that, but that might be because it's nice that you said that because Roger Clemens does not look good in a Tiger uniform. But I, I support him. I mean, he's, you know, he's a Red Sox near and dear to me. He played for the Yankees, played for the Astros, played for the Blue Jays. Right. Eight-time Cy Young Award winner. Seven-time. Seven-time or eight, whatever. My fucking memory is just so shot right now. I can't remember. I used to be able to What are you so- talking about? You just remembered your sixth-grade right. crush on the Boston Red <laughs> right. Sox. So, but anyway, his son Cody, who's the second baseman, was called up by the Tigers, and he was at Comerica Park this past week, okay. and they interviewed him on M-Line, he's fucking wearing a Tiger jersey. That was, I mean, I don't blame him, obviously, his sure, fucking sure. son's in the big yeah, leagues. Right. So, And his son's wearing number 21, and like his son said, he said, you know, I don't have to live up to him. My dad was a pitcher. I'm a second baseman, so there's not going to be the comparisons or second. Yeah. But, so, but yeah, it, it just hurt to see it. I mean, <laughs> the, 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 the Red Sox rivalry is the Yankees, and I wasn't 
as hurt seeing Clemens in a Yankee uniform as I was seeing him in a Tigers jersey supporting his son. But anyway, um, so that's racing, baseball, USFL. You won. You saw a fan in the stands. Uh, today may have been the least ever. I was watching today's game between the Philadelphia Stars and oh, the the Panth, Michigan Panthers, and legit there was the fewest amount of fans. I'd not seen. even the girlfriends or one no, of the players. No, yeah, not even, not even. Well, some of them were there, but not all of them. Okay. And it's going to be very interesting because with Philadelphia's win today, well, it was they were up 21 with 10 minutes to go. I assume they won. Um, they clinched the playoff spot. So I think all four playoff spots are set. And there's still two weeks to go. So now you, you talk about meaningless games, week nine and ten. And you might say, well, there's still home field advantage. Well, there's no fucking home field advantage because they all play in Alabama. And then the playoffs are in Canton. So there's no fucking home field advantage. Everybody plays the same place. So it'll, it'll be real interesting. They may have to fucking give tickets away and still not get anybody there. Hello? Yeah, Mom, um, are you coming to our last game? Um... Well, it doesn't mean shit, so you know what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I might beat you in Canton. But, yeah, they legit, the last two weeks legit, uh, Birmingham's still undefeated, but they're 8-0. But the, it's Birmingham, the New Jersey Generals, and the Philadelphia Stars. And I think the Breakers, although they lost to the Stallions 10-9, I take that, I reset it. The, the Breakers might not have clinched yet, but they have, so there might be a little something to play for there. But I was watching on Friday night, and I'll tip my cat cap to this cat. I don't know his first name, but his last name was A-H-M-E-D, and they pronounced it Ahmed. Nailed a 61-yard field goal for the Pittsburgh Maulers, which was a Holy USFL shit. record. So you wonder if that fucking possibly got him an NFL game. Maybe, yeah. Now, Okay, yeah, there's probably a little more pressure. One would hope. Not probably. There's definitely a little more pressure in the NFL. But 61 yards is 61 yards. I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter if me and you are on Swan Valley's football field kicking. You know, so obviously the pressure situation would be different. But he was in a a fucking professional football game. Yeah. In fucking, I mean, it, it didn't sneak over. It was right down the middle. Clearly over, and he fucking nailed it. That had so, to raise a couple eyebrows. Yeah, you would think. I mean, yeah. 61 yards is 61 yards. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we go to college. I love watching the College World Series. They're in the uh, um, the, the super regional right now, I think it is. Which And these teams will, are competing to go to the super regional. I don't follow. Anyway, there's there's enough. Yeah, these are the super regionals. I think in, to get to the college world series, um, I watched a kid I coached from third through eighth grade. He was on TV today. Avery Goldensoff, freshman, brought in a tough spot. Michigan was had a little room, wiggle room. I think the coach brought him in there to, just to see what he could do because the starting pitcher didn't have it for Michigan. It, he Avery came in with the bases loaded and one out in the bottom of the first. Louisville was facing elimination. Michigan had some wiggle room. He brought him in. He got out of that game. Four runs scored. Uh, one of them was charged to Avery. He started the second inning, a walk, and then had a 
awful hanger that the guy just fucking smoked. Annihilated. So, yeah. but hey, it's freshman. Heck yeah. Live, living oh, with yeah. it. It's, it's a good spot for him on the big stage on TV. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was very cool. I would like to think it was the coach you got third through eighth grade youth football that that got him there. So uh, yeah, all the mental toughness aspects. And the other one of that college world series, the only reason I, the only reason I started talking college world series because I wanted to bring up this fact. It's not the college world series yet, like I mentioned, but Auburn's. I don't even know his first name. His last name is Foster. He hit a home run from both sides of the plate in the first inning. How often often does that happen in the bigs? I'm sure in one inning, I know a couple guys have done it in the same game, but in one inning, we'll have to look that up. I don't know if it's ever been done, but that's, I mean, because hell, it it obviously doesn't even come up all that often. Because in your first at bat, you have to homer. Yeah. From one side of the plate, and then you have to get up again in that inning against the opposite-handed pitcher, and then Homer again. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's a, so I, that, Auburn won the game. Like I think it was like twenty to two or something like that's that. That's another kid that 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 has to raise an eyebrow. I mean, just on you know the, the flexibility, flexibility and diversity. You're right. I the, mean, you just. Yeah, I mean, who does that? Yeah, not many. And hockey. My lightning, they're down two to one, but they avoided falling through. You know, they were down two nothing early, fought back, scored with 50 seconds to go, won their first game at home. They're down two one, so a three peat is still alive, which is my prediction. Although, bet with Rick Renicky, I've got twenty dollars, and he picked Tampa. So if the Rangers win, I win the bet. If Tampa wins, my pick's still golden. So I'm a happy camper either way. Uh, Abs have a commanding three nothing lead over Edmonton, but possibly lost Nadim Kadri for the series. They did lose him, oh, and then wow. possibly for the Stanley Cup Finals if they get there on a hit by Evander Kane, who was suspended one game. So he's not their best player, but he's one of the role players yeah, that yeah. will get things done. Right. And last but not, uh, two things. I did on the ticker there. Last but not least, uh, second yeah. to last but not least, Celtics Warriors game two. And speaking of Warriors, the Celtics are road Warriors because they wow. went on the road. Yeah, they, won, was... they had a barrage of three pointers. Actually, one going away. And game two is tonight because in the NBA Finals, everybody knows they need. I because I think game one was played on April Fool's Day, and game two is tonight. So, um, and then why doesn't, and finally, why doesn't Rafael Nadal get more love? Or is tennis not, I'm not a tennis fan, but he's fucking 14 and 0 in the French Open and won his 22nd uh, Grand Slam. Right. Which is only behind uh, Serena Williams overall, and he's leading the men's in Grand Slam. Now I get that he's not an American, so that's what you. And, but Tiger Woods is like, oh, Tiger this, Tiger that. Tiger Woods doesn't have fucking twenty-two Grand Slams or majors, majors as we call it. Yeah. But there's, I think there's four, there's four Grand Slams and four majors. So, I mean, they each have equal chance. And this fucking guy's ne- never lost a uh, French Open. Open final. When he's in the final, he's fourteen and zero. Done deal. <laughs> twenty-two Grand Slams. So. Right. 
And yeah. again, it's probably because it's tennis and he's not. I mean, if that was, an, if he was an American, I'm sure he'd be getting oh, more you know, love here for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. I think in the tennis world, he gets plenty. Right. Um, and, you know, since I'm not that in tune to the tennis world, I probably right. don't notice Well, that. I don't even know, like, you know, at um, how many, you don't even get, you don't even get tennis news in high school. Do you know what I mean? You don't yeah. get, you, there's, I don't even know that many schools around here that play tennis. I don't need, that you, I, Arthur Hill used to have a tennis team I, in I'm, 85. I'm, I'm quite sure Heritage has tennis. The Swan Valley doesn't? No. We don't even have any damn, they, they took up the tennis courts. Where were they located? At? Did they used right to? outside the, uh, at the end of the track, outside the discus area. That big grassy, oh, nasty, okay. Okay. yeah. But, um, you know, not that anybody cares, you know, but they had two open drainage, two, two sides of where the tennis courts were located were open ditches. So anytime you had like intense rain or anything like that, there was no, there were no culverts. There were no, there's nothing to hold the ground like okay. there. So the, the tennis courts would crack. There'd be, you know, eight inch cracks. In How the, long ago was it that? Those were there because I don't. Oh, it's been. They they were pulled up ten years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, And by the way, I just saw in the graphic to correct myself to avoid a corrections corner. Winners of these regionals go to the super regionals, and then the eight winners of the super regionals will go to the college world series. Gotcha. So thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, sir. You ready to rate? Yes, I am. So soul stout. I think this was to stout what Secret Bear Hug was to IPA. It's very tasty. I liked it a lot, but not the wow factor, as you mentioned. And I liked it. I think it was a little smoother for what it is than the Secret Bear Hug. So I'm going to go 326. Oh, wow. 325. So I put it at a 325 for the very same reason, and you said it exactly how I would say it or was thinking about it. And not that I, not that it's the same as the, I guess, I guess it is, in, in the sense that it is good. I would have multiples of this. Um, and Duke is agreeing with yes, me again yes, yes. Uh, that he thinks this is a fantastic beer, but there, there isn't the... There isn't anything to take it towards the the four. So, uh, our friends at Untapped, uh, let's see, um, three hundred and seventy six check ins. Oh, yeah. So not a not a huge sample size, uh, but it's a fairly new microbrewery, and they had it at three point five nine. All right, so we were a little closer on, on this round. A little bit closer there. Well, I don't even know like if close is good enough like in horseshoes and hand grenades, but um, let's move on to the next tasting. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. So this one I'm very, very curious about. Uh, Shelly was up north um, in the Boyne Highlands area, uh, Harbor Springs, Petoskey, um, and the surrounding area, and Pond Hill Farm Brewery. Now, Pond Hill Farm was a kind of an organic farm. Um, I think it was at one time an MSU extension farm that somebody took over. And of course, you know, they said, hey, if we want people to keep coming here, we got to make a brewery out of it. So apparently they're brewing beer. And this is their neighborhood house, two times New England IPA, their NEPA. 
Um, this one has got some interesting hops in it. Acelo, is that the way you thought we pronounced it? I think, I think no, I think it was Osceola. Osceola, like, okay, yeah. Describing yeah. it, I'm going to pull up that Google thing for us. Uh, Osceolo, Muscat, Sabro. Osceola. Um, how do you, oh, how do you pronounce Osceola. it? Osceola. Osceola, okay. Muscat, and then Sabro, and Idaho 7, and Cashmere. So most of the beers that we've had that have had that cashmere in it, I've enjoyed a lot. So uh, this will be interesting. 8.4, so it's the highest uh, ABV of the night with 45 IBUs. Highest IBU? Highest IBU. So this is in a crowler, 32-ounce crowler, another big oil drum of a can. Uh, and the date on this is 6-4-22. Yep, so just canned. Yeah, like... Well, I wonder, they probably, well, let's see. That's not the color I was expecting. Nope. Uh, more of a, you know, it's a, well, it's a hazy New England, so. Yeah, it's a double, so. Getting some really good notes off of it. Yes. All right. Although I, it's hard for me to distinguish the notes of uh, during our second break, I went up and used the restroom here at the South Studio, and you have some coconut water hand soap. So I'm getting a lot of the, the suntan lotion smell on my hand. So I got to kind of put that yeah. hand. Yeah. Cheers. Little more of a, a pungent IPA flavor yeah, than, there's a, than the beer uh, secret beer hug. And there's what is the flavor that's popping the most for me? Um, read that description. You don't say the Osceola. Where's that? The menu you had? Oh yeah, right here. Um, the uh, tap room sheet. Yes, I know. Some cashmere aromas of grape. It must be. A, let me taste it again because it's. I don't. The grapefruit. I had more grapefruit in the secret bear hug than I am here. It's actually yeah. a little piney. Well, I'm not getting that. No. It's a maybe. It is the cashmere that's throwing the the grapefruit out of out of whack. Um. Oh. I, I don't know how I, I danced around the date, but for those keeping score at home, which I'm sure most everybody is, game 163 between the Red Sox and Yankees at Fenway Park was October 2nd, 1978. So, How do you uh, get that wrong, well, Mike? Especially when I, when I said 76 or 79, so I, 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 was, <laughs> I, I was all around it. And some Red Sox fans... Or not Red Sox fans. People that know me as a longtime Red Sox fan will might be saying, "Well, that can't be your earliest memory. What about the Fisk homer in Game Six against the Reds in '75?" I don't know if that's actually my earliest memory, or you've seen that shot of Fisk trying to you know dress, yeah. keep the ball fair, keep the ball fair, keep the ball fair. Just on highlight after highlight after highlight as one of the great moments yeah. of baseball history. Every World Series. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I don't. I'm not. A, I don't. I honestly don't think I recall that. 75. I'd have been eight. Right. 
Right. And you have memories earlier than that, I'm sure, but yeah. I, I honestly don't think that was my earliest memory. Yeah. Perhaps with, I'm sticking. You were too with, busy looking at your dad's nudie magazine. Yes. Yeah. I'm sticking with the, I'm sticking with the uh, game 163 as my earliest memory. Probably because I was, you know, such a stud quarterback on the Furbringer Vikings flag football team. <laughs> that had to be it. I and know. I remember. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that though. Driving through Rockford. Yeah. Um, I was going up Jupiter Drive, which is goes in back of the Belmont Elementary, which is where we practiced our. They called it rocket football. In, okay. In in Rockford, because probably the rock was the closest thing they could come to whatever. But uh, that's where we had our peewee football practices, and it was just like this flood of like, holy shit, that's, oh my God, that's, I haven't, if I had any reason to remember that kind of stuff, you know, it was, and that, then when you see something like that 40 years later. Right. You know. Well, that's that's how I am with that Furbringer every time, not necessarily every time I go by it, but as I try to in. I almost want to go in there to see what has been done since, you know, the 70s. Because oh. I can almost visualize, okay, if you go in that door, the kindergarten room was on the left, and then you would, there was a staircase to the right, and then there were the principals. All, I can almost sure kind of see. Yeah, if you walked in there today, I'm sure there's a family of raccoons living in the what? kindergarten room. But it was something just recently. I think it was maybe a church five or six years ago. Right. Or I, I'm but, not sure. But yet they still have Furbringer above the door on the Davenport side yet. Yeah. Um, keeping, the, keeping the nostalgia or something. I don't know. Yes. So, uh, fuck. What was I going <laughs> to say? Okay. No. no what was, where was this leading? Uh, oh, so the, the Red Sox... Earliest memory, uh, yeah. I got nothing, Dave. I, 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 there was something I was going somewhere with that, and then I looked at, at your note about Charles Barkley, the Great Debate, and you said, uh, "I want to watch that at some point." By the way, all right. So anyway, it's multiple apples episodes. I don't know. I don't think so. It might be. It might be one. We got to right. see. Yeah, but. I'd have to watch it, but. And you said basically, it's what defines great? Yeah, they just get a, a panel of quote-unquote experts or people that are sports fans and they try to describe because when you talk you know it's it's the it's the quintessential argument that people have about who's the goat who's great you know who's supposed to be on you know the all-time lists you know do you go all the way back and those people play with the people today you know so i i define i think it's twofold i i don't think winning is everything because you could be an Ernie Banks type player who right. is with miserable, miserable teams, but is arguably one of the best shortstops of all time. Correct, yeah. Or you could be like, you know, I think the one, without having seen this show, I think the one thing you could do is, I don't think there's any argument that Tom Brady. Well, I suppose you could make an argument, but I, I think Tom Brady, he's got the stats. Yep. And he also has the wins. So he's. Right. It's two. And he's probably, got the longevity. And probably nobody is going to argue based on those. Right. So two I things. would think if you. If, let's, all right. So let's do this. I don't even know if, and if, if somebody's seen Charles Barkley, The Great Debate, and they do this podcast honor, I have not. So if, if what Dave and I are about to do is exactly like what they do, then. 
we're not plagiarizing because I have not. I didn't even see it until Dave had it written on a, a turquoise colored post-it note that he didn't want. He wanted to remember and not uh, forget it. So it, let's go the Mount Rushmore of sports, and we'll take the big four. Okay. So you know, okay, you know, golf, Nicholas Palmer, Woods. Right. That's not going to be included. Nadal that we yep. talked about earlier. That's not. Baseball, hockey, basketball, football. I think Tom Brady is the football representative of the GOAT. Would have to, yeah. So we're in agreement there. Yeah. Uh, baseball. See, I, baseball, I don't. I think baseball oh God, is where you're going to have the, your most argument. Most arguments, yeah. Your, your biggest argument is probably going to be on baseball. And... Yeah. Because I actually, I, I count them, yeah. but I look at them with skepticism just because of the time frame is like a lot of people would put Babe Ruth up there because then they they always switch Babe Ruth's numbers to today's current statistics of war and OBI and XYZ PDQ elemental P (laughs) numbers all the analytics yeah yeah, when those numbers weren't even around when Babe Ruth played right I you know but when guys are throwing like uh, the pitcher fuck Cy Young, you know, he's got, <clears throat> excuse me, 700 wins, but he's got 500 losses, and he had like a gazillion complete games. Yeah, I know the math doesn't add up there, people. It was sarcasm, fuckers. Um, I don't put as much stock into those numbers because I think those people were so much ahead of their time that yeah, that it it just I it doesn't compute. So for me. I'm the, my baseball representative and the, the Mount Rushmore of uh, goats. I'm going to go with Ted Williams. Oh, really? The okay. Boston Red. And, and, yeah. And it's, I'm not biased because he's a Red Sox. Because fuck, I wasn't even really alive. Wasn't even really alive. I wasn't alive for his <laughs> career. So, but you know, yeah. Look at his stats. He missed three years of his prime for uh, stints in the military. Yeah. So his stats would only be better. Yeah. So I would put him as the baseball representative okay. on Mount Rushmore. So what about you, Dave? So my representative for baseball on Mount Rushmore would be, it'd have to be Lou Whitaker, just because Sweet Lou is the Come best on. nickname, best nickname I ever heard. No, um... If you're gonna if you're gonna go with one of those tandems, you gotta go. Trammel was way better than Lou Whitaker. So if you're gonna go with if you're gonna go with one of them, you gotta take Trammel, not Whitaker. Right. Jeez, uh, baseball. So I'm gonna go with like during. I don't know. You know, every era has got their person that. Oh, for sure. You know, I don't know. Um, like, how dominant was the big unit? Randy Johnson, yeah, very dominant. Doesn't have as many Cy Youngs as Roger Clemens, but he's very right. dominant. Right. I I think to put him on. I, I think to put him on the the Mount Rushmore of the Big Four goats is a an argument could be made. Sure, but he does. He has there are people that have better stats than he did, and he doesn't have that many wins. So. Right. Wins as far as uh, championships, not so he's got wins. Okay. But. So like a like how do you how do you rate a Cal Ripken? How do you put him up? I mean, yeah, he's played in the most games. He's the Iron Man, but you know, does he have the stats? He's definitely hitting not, and not. He, no, 
longevity and durability are what, in my opinion, what made Cal Ripken great. And his numbers for his position, because he was different shortstops in his era. He's actually a modern-day shortstop with his build and physique and his style. As, but when he played, it was the Ozzie Smiths of the, you know, small, lanky, smallish stature right. guys. And he yeah. was a big and could hit for power. So he was an enigma. But, um, again, to put him on as the Mount Rushmore, it would be a stretch. He was great, but he definitely doesn't reach that stratosphere. Okay. Yeah, so I don't... See, I don't go back far enough, and I don't. I didn't follow baseball through high school, but you know, going back to that quote from "Catch Me If You Can," why do the Yankees always win? Because mm-hmm. they got Mickey Mantle. No, it's because they can't stop. You know, the other teams can't stop looking at the pinstripes. So, yeah, Mickey Mantle was probably you know one of those dominant yeah. figures that everybody talked about. Why the Yankees always won during that era? Yes. In on a long list of great Yankees, but in the in the again baseball, I think I think the next three are very debatable. So you're going Mantle, I'm going Williams. I'm a little earlier in the, so we're not biased to our time frame because uh, Williams is you know in the 40s, yeah. and Mantle's a little bit after that, but well before our time. Uh, so we agree on Brady. I go Williams. You go Mantle. So let's go NBA. Yeah. With, with no hesitation at all, my NBA Mount Rushmore, my favorite player of all time is Julius Irving, but the the, the representative on Mount Rushmore in the For NBA the is Michael Jordan. And I yeah. don't even hesitate to think about it. I know all of you know your son, right. my son, right. they're going to go LeBron. Again, it's hard to compare eras, and we're going to be biased to what we saw when we paid more attention to it, right. this, that, and the other thing. I will... Stick with Michael Jordan. Now, if let's say let's rule out you can't use. I'm, so Jordan's our answer. Yep, I would but agree. Would, by you, the would way. you go? Yeah. Let's say we can't choose James or Jordan, but Jordan's our representative. Are you going to go Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain? Um, Wilt Chamberlain had gaudier stat, and those two. Sure, were, they had, I mean, yeah. they're from an earlier era, but those two went head to head a lot. And Wilt Chamberlain always had better stats, but Russell's stats were good. Right. Not as gaudy as Chamberlain, but Russell won like 11 of 13 titles or seven in a row, 10 out of 12, 13 out of 15, whatever. He won an insane amount of fucking championships right. for Bill Russell. So if we're going to limit it to that, I when it when it's stats and titles are close enough, yeah. I have to rule in favor of titles. I would too. I would too. I read a book uh, about the Knickerbockers, you know, and yeah. Bill Russell obviously was in that conversation. So I mean, that's I'm whether it's that book that has, you know, almost filled my beer, yeah, but not because yeah. actually, Bill Russell played for the Celtics. Celtics yeah, God, so. who am I thinking of? Who played for the Knicks? That was a center that uh, was so dominant during that. God dang it! Um, I don't know during. I mean. God, who I don't know who the I mean Ewing was a Nick, but obviously he didn't go against. No, no, Russell. no, no. This is way, way, way before you know when um 
And I don't think Wilt Chamberlain uh, ever played for the Knicks. I know he played no. for the... Um, I'll have to fact check yeah. myself on that. But I read a book about the, the Knicks and when the, the New York Knicks were back in that era, you know, were, were the team to beat. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, Bill Russell. But um, All right. Anyway, let's get back on track. Jordan's our championships. Repre- Jordan's our representative, but if we went right. a, a different route, a different I would era. choose Rus- Russell over Chamberlain. Um, Agreed. But now, what about okay? So, what about Russell or Abdul Jabbar? Because Abdul Jabbar, he didn't have as many titles. No, but as he was Chamberlain, but f- he had the stats. A force to be reckoned with for sure, and a lot of titles. I don't know. I would probably. Again, see, this is actually hell. This could actually have been a separate pod altogether that our non-sports fans would listen to, um, because it's strictly sports. Because you could, I mean, where does Magic fall into the conversation? Magic was a fucking great player. Yeah, I still don't think he's Jordan. But what about Bird? I mean. Both of those people, I mean, they're, the Magic and Bird are often in the same conversation because they brought that it factor mm-hmm. to both of their teams when right. when it's on the line. That's what I'm saying. So that, getting back to Charles Barkley, the great debate, I think that's where it's interesting. And then other than football, like I said, I, I don't think there's a debate on Tom Brady as the GOAT. Tom Brady is going on Mount Rushmore for the NFL. Right. And – yeah, you could throw an argument out there for other players who mm-hmm. are, were equally great. I don't think you're going to win the argument. I agree. The other sports, as we get to, now, uh, hockey, I'm going to be biased from my heyday of watching when I was young. I'm still sticking with the great one. I don't care if Ovechkin passes him in goals, and I know some older people would say Gordie Howe, because Gordie Howe could score, he could fight, he was physical, this, that, and the other thing. But I'm still taking, I mean, fuck, he's called the great one for a for reason. For a reason. Yeah, for a reason. So, so All right. um, I think we're basically in agreement. Well, anyway, do you have another hockey player that I'm, I mean, no. Lemieux's great. Because, it's, you know, until very recently, um, you know, baseball and hockey kind of fell into the same. I, you know, I paid attention to the playoffs right. and the, but I didn't follow it. So, you know, I would just be, you know, I would be influenced by the media of our time telling me, you know, mm-hmm. who the great one is or who, you know, I, I would be. But we, you can live with putting Gretzky on. Hell yeah! All right. Oh yeah. So we agree with Gretzky. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Basketball, Jordan, Gretzky, Jordan, Jordan, and Brady. And the, the probably the one, baseball is probably, because what do you do? Do you put a pitcher or a hitter? Right. Do you, you know, yeah. what, what era do you go from? So I think baseball would be the biggest debate on um, yeah, correct. The, the representative of Mount Rushmore. Right. Uh, let's, hey, for our non-sports fan, let's spin this. We'll try to get through it quickly here. Let's spin this. Mount Rushmore, uh, pick a genre of movie. So we'll go comedy, yeah, horror, and what other genre? Um, action, so, okay, action adventure, okay, yeah. okay. So you pick a cat, pick the category. <laughs> Christmas movies, uh, Die Hard. No, just kidding. All right, so wait, just kidding. 
All right. Well, hey, yeah. we're, this is going to be a pod first, episode 129. Let's pause this, Dave, at the 20 minute, 57 second mark. Okay. All right. And what we're going to do, those three categories, we're going to, we're going to pause the recording, which we never, ever do. Well, I shouldn't say never, ever, but we rarely do. And since this was so impromptu, we're each going to think of our representative of those three movies to put on Mount Rushmore, and then we'll come back. And we're back. All right, Dave. And by the way, listeners, we did add best sports movie because, as we all know, Mount Rushmore has four representatives, and we only gave three categories. So best sports movie is the fourth representative. Correct. All right, I'm going to give the, the first movie on my Mount Rushmore but you start us off with the category. What category are we going first, Dave? Comedy. All right. Best comedy, I have The Hangover. Oh, that's a good one. For sure. Yeah. Why, why that one over any mm. other one? Well, again, obviously, because even though we did pause the pod and think about it, I mean, fuck, we could have literally have been here probably till Tuesday morning. Right. You know, going through every single one. So I just, you know, ones that popped into my head. I just thought it was brilliantly done. I mean, they, they kind of like started at one point earlier that evening, came back to the past. It's like, well, how did they pass out? And then, and then actually I think what really summed it up was at the end of the movie, the movie's over, and they show you the, the pictures that were taken right, during, during the, the night that didn't yeah. happen. In the movie, but it was implied that it had. So I yeah. just thought it was great. Yeah, uh, Bradley Cooper, Zach Galifianakis, um, the guy from The Office, who I'd never remember his name, but he's big in commercials and everything. Yeah. Um, I just thought I just yeah. thought it was an excellent movie. Uh, it, you know, uh, and then it, they probably couldn't even get away with it today. And I won't. Well, it even, wasn't that long I won't, ago. But, I mean, but but remember yeah. when he comes up when what the guy from The Office? Yeah. In Bradley Cooper's, they come up to, to to go on the bachelor party. Pulls up to the house and in a megaphone, paging Doctor F word, ah. paging Doctor F word. And I, I mean, I don't, I could, I mean, could you make that? Could you no. say that line in twenty twenty two? Probably not. And it, because it, we're so desensitized. Well, desensitized. Well, not, not yeah, over, sensitized. Yeah, we're so sensitive. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're so sensitized to that word where it's like nobody was being discriminated with what he said there. It was just like, hey, he's fucking busting the balls of a friend, right? You know what would it, be what would be probably be said in normal real life, exactly. Yeah. So without anyway, trying to offend anybody, so mine would be Caddyshack. I, hey, you can't go wrong with I mean, that. That's can, actually, I actually didn't. I had. Three others in mine, and Caddyshack slipped my mind. But all right, I, I'm not no argument there. That's classic. You had, you had some of the some of the top drawer comedians. Oh, for sure, funny people at the time, and just the number of one liners, and you know, I don't. know. I think, it, and I think I've said this on the pod before. The the only thing I did not like about Caddyshack was that fucking stupid gopher. <laughs> right. I, I think that was that. If they, they, I mean, if they would have not even had the gopher, but had him like hunting for the fictitious gopher, never showed anything, right. I think it would have been just as funny because that stupid gopher was dumb. <laughs> anyway, so that's my only yeah. salt in that scene. Yeah. All right. So now I'll pick. The, oh, so we did comedy. Yep. Hangover Caddyshack. I think too worthy. All right. So now let's go horror. All right. Do you, Texas Chainsaw. All right. I'm going Halloween. 
That, you know what? That was my second on my See, list. Okay. Yeah, hey, all right, so enough. Because that was my only, probably through, well, through high school, it was like the one of the three parties that I was able to go to, and they were showing the Halloween movie. And I thought at the time, you know, Jenny Jordan, you know, was going to maybe get scared and yeah. come over and sit down by me. and But, yeah, that didn't happen. So, so Jenny, if you're listening, you missed out. Podcast <laughs> legend. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm not going to debate that. Check Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, you know, yeah. a horror that lived forever. And I'm going to stick with Halloween. So Every time I eat chili... All right. I'm not going to say every time, but sometimes when I'm eating chili, that yeah. scene comes <laughs> up and I'm like, eh, this is really kind of good, but uh, should I like it? All right. So now, what, what are we going? Are we going? And I'll give the movie first. Are we going best sports movie or action thriller? Uh, we'll go best sports movie. All right. Bull Durham. That's a good one. I kind of went for more of the the deep, like the emotional... Uh, the tear jerker. Remember slash, Titans? Well, that was oh. that was second on my list right. in that very specific genre. But Rudy. All right. No. Yeah. The I, little guy I, sleeping on the cot in the I'll, maintenance room. Come on. I'll. Uh, Caddyshack and Ch- Texas Chainsaw. I'm not going to fight you on. And you could disagree with Bull Durham. And how we should meet in the middle and let's go and remember the Titans because yeah. I I think. I don't. I'm not. I I'm not going to gonna put. put I'm not going to put Rudy as sports movie. But hey, you know, we only gave her. Even though we did take a pause, it right was only, side. It was only a few minutes. It's not yeah. like you know we took five hours to think about all these movies. Right. All right. So last category, Mount Rushmore movies, action thriller. You want me to go? Yes. All right. I'm going to say Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. All right. I had not seen that one. There's a couple that, of the, a couple of, yeah, it's a Tom Cruise. Okay. And a couple of those Mission Impossibles are terrible. There's a couple of them that are just flat out terrible, but this one is pretty intense most of the way through. All right. That's the that's the thriller part of that. Well, and that's why I, I can't argue against you because I've never seen that movie. And I actually have a tie which the listener may well that's not fair, but we went action thriller, so my action yeah. is Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay. I don't know why, but I thought that would be one that... And my thriller is Seven. Okay, sure. For sure. I so, got you. Yeah, and I've seen um, that. You you turned me on to that one, and I saw that uh, one and a half times. So, listeners, uh, tweet us at EPOTFFA. Puts, you know, maybe I'll... Because uh, now on... The Facebook page, if I put a post there, there is a place for you where you can comment. Maybe I'll, maybe this won't be a segment on the pod, but I can do something on Facebook, you know, Mount Rushmore's of cereals, Mount Rushmore's of uh, candies, Mount Rushmore's of any, you know, insert your topic here. Uh, But yeah, so give us your Mount Rushmore's of the four major sports or the movie genres that Dave and I just went over real quick impromptu fashion. So yeah, so again, uh flights football and anything else, football page or Twitter at EPOT FFA or email us at near the email guy Dave. FFAEPod at gmail.com. All righty. So yeah. So yeah, let's get some listener participation in this 
son of a gun, if you will. Uh, damn, I thought I was getting away with it. Well, I, I, you did get away with it because we're only doing two this episode. So well, as I look down to the bottom of my glass. Um, all right, so now this one. I don't care if you or the listeners are familiar with this song. I know for a fact that I have covered this song on the pod before. In fact, I even think I nailed it singing. Great. So it, it's how close are you paying attention, Dave, either to songs as you hear them or to me as we're recording a podcast. Listeners, you as well. So um, in Hank Williams Jr.'s Country Boy Can't Survive, what was used to kill Hank's friend and how much did he lose? Or because it, it was a robbery. So how many, you know, so right. what did, what did Hank's friend lose and what was he killed with? A 45. No. Oh, I just thought it would, it rhymes with survive. Right. <laughs> uh, a tire iron. Okay, no. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. What was he killed with? Um... A horseshoe tied to a rope. <laughs> All right. Well, I, clearly you don't. And again, now I don't know. This may not be your genre, so I'm not really yeah. holding you responsible okay. for the song. Right. But I know I've said this on earlier pods, and you're going to be held accountable. And just like the listeners, because this, I don't think we have many country music listeners on the pod. But anyway. <laughs> But he was killed by a man with a switchblade knife. For $43, my friend lost his life. Yo, 43? I was, you didn't give me a chance. I was going to say 43. Well, I was going to say, you, you said he was killed with the 45. That's almost what he died for, I was going to say. but So I wanted to throw that out there because, like I said, I know I have sang that very verse. Yeah. On the pod before, so clearly you don't listen, clearly to, you I'm miss, not you don't listen to any music and don't listen to anything I say. So, um, Does that make you feel bad? Not really. Okay. <laughs> you know, because I haven't listened to anything you've said. So, I mean, uh, you know, other than Major Pain was your desert island. <laughs> yeah, you that is actually, that was like what? Episode, well, what? How are we playing Don't Fear the Reaper already? Here? I don't know. Um, yeah. When was that desert island with the food? The I don't food? know. That, that was, was like episode, episode like, five. Yeah, yeah it was, it was like real that. early on. And that fucking, that yeah. fucking thing is, why am why I playing keep... all these songs that we've, I've tested you on? I have, that's why I got to put the phone down. But it was funny that has fucking stuck with my crowd. And that is, of all, I mean, you fucking just had a fucking Mount Rushmore of movies, it, comedy, one of the genres, and you didn't even mention Major Pain, and yet that's your Desert Island movie. That has fucking pissed me off. I didn't even have a fuck you, and I'm That's not even going to play the fuck you segment. You that should actually be my fuck you, and it's like, <laughs> fuck you for picking Major Pain, because if me and you are on that island, you're fucking dead. I'm killing you probably with that VHS by just beating you over the head with that fucking thing. That's exactly why I did it, because I knew if I said Major Pain, I really did. I, 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 I had a premonition. If I say Major Pain, Mike's going to go crazy. Yeah, for 100 episodes. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think it's random question time. All right. Because we both mentioned earlier on we didn't have an FU, so we're, we're going to bypass that. So we can't make up. FUs are from the heart. Right. No. You know, true. So we, you just can't make something up. Cannot make up an FU. All right. So 
What event in history yes. would you change if you could? Like be like as creative a, or as like, like I wouldn't have ate lasagna today because I had diarrhea. Oh, I think it could be that. Or, or you would you yeah. change you know anything. So anything it, it could be as simple and as meaningless as like my example of a boy i wouldn't have ate that lasagna had i known i had the sh- got the shits from it today right which that's kind of a bad fucking change in history really um what event in history would i have changed if wow that's a big question especially when you give it that broad of a right uh, we should probably. Well, hence the name random. Well, yeah, I mean, we should probably stop this thing again so I can think of it. So, that, no, I'll pick one. I just got to pick one. Let's go, Dave. Pick one. I would change. Um, gosh, I'm almost trying to think of another smart ass answer like Major Pain. So you can. That would be a good one. If they wouldn't. Have, you wouldn't have made Major Pain. That wouldn't have upset me. But so that would that would have defeated your last statement that you wanted to get under my skin. Um. Hmm. Honestly, uh, without giving it a lot of time, one of the first thing that comes to mind, I guess I'd have to go personal because I don't, I don't really know how some major history events, I haven't given that a lot of thought. If it would have gone different, how would things have played out? Say, for example, if uh, the um, uh, shit, the Korean War would have went different or something. I don't know. I mean, I I just, I don't know. But when I was in college and I walked onto the track team, I almost was a little, because I was a walk-on, I was almost a little intimidated to, like, you know, have a meeting with the coaches or talk to the coaches for any length of time. Um, And they weren't really good about, I mean, you know, they didn't care about me unless I was actually did something. I, I, one time I did really well in a meet at Eastern and I had a couple of the coaches come up and, you know, give me a pat on the back and, you know, say, Oh, great. You know, great job. Hey, looking forward to this, blah, blah, blah. But I would have, I would have probably tried to have a meeting with them and ask them like, Hey, what do I got to do in order to, you know, be a factor on this team or what do I have to do to, you know, um, you know, score more points or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and you might be thinking like, well, shit, you were, you were on a college, you know, sports team and you didn't really like, it would have been a real blow to your ego. The one coach, if you had asked that to Cody, you said, who are you again? Yeah. <laughs> that could, yeah. Maybe that's why you didn't ask the question. Right. That, well, there was one coach, one of the coaches that probably would have said that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, what events do you do? You do? Yeah, I, it'd be hard to answer a question because I don't know really what you're doing here. But, uh, yeah. Uh, at that time, you'd be surprised, even at some D1 schools, um, at that time, they had they had some they had some high school coaches coming in, especially in the winter, helping out with you know volunteer well, and, coaching. And I've and, seen you know with Nick having thrown shot, and I've seen I and this isn't the way I say it. Probably sounds like I'm slamming you, but I'm not. But I've seen you coach track. I mean, obviously you're not an expert at every single track and field of that, right? But yet you're the coach, and you have 
little to no help. So you're just like, okay, you're you're going over to this, and then like, yeah, yeah hey, right. let's yeah. Right. Do what you do, and then you, and then you're running over to the next event because you can't spend all your time at this event because right. you know the, then not everybody else is gonna be like, well, where's fucking coach at? You know, right. ah, he's just over there with the 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 girls' disc throwers because that's sure. all he cares about. And so and then you're running here. So but they, I would imagine like in some colleges, you know, well, Michigan State. You might would not think be a one D1 school yeah. would have a, even though it's a non-revenue sport, like the majority of sports, even at the D1 right. level, you know, like you know, swimming and track and you know, some of these other things, uh, field hockey, uh, women's field hockey, and even soccer. And, you know, they're, they're, they're non-revenue sports in, in terms of they spend more money in, as opposed to how much money they bring in. But, uh, yeah, like we there was not a paid field events coach. Like, not one. Right. So they were all, you know, running coaches. There were, there were actually two main coaches. There was a distance coach, and then there was a – kind of a sprints coach, and then they just recruited people from right. around the area to come and help right? for the most part. Uh, but uh, – and depending on how funded – I was always jealous of U of M because U of M, I knew they had four paid coaches, you know, and they had a dedicated – not only some volunteers, but they had a dedicated field events coach that knew what the hell he was doing. Um, but in any event, I digress. And I would have really tried to – I would have – you know, grown a pair, gotten some brass, and asked like, "Hey, how can I, how can I become a factor, more of a factor on this team than the, you know, than the 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 walk on?" And in you know, in terms of like, if track had a bench, I would have been at the end with a clipboard. Even right. though I got to compete some, I didn't. I didn't go out of state. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, before I give to mine. I assume Texas won the yeah. the softball game yeah, because now all of a sudden I see a lot of manly people in the college baseball game. Yeah. So Oregon unless, State, unless, Vanderbilt. Because yeah. I was thrown because Texas, we, we, Texas we, were, we were watching Texas Arizona softball. Now all of a sudden we're watching Beavers. Yeah, <laughs> it's Oregon State playing, folks. Don't fucking call with hate mail. Right. How do you call it? I, I don't know, Mike. I was, right. I was worried. I was kind of wondering where you're going with All that, right. too. So the event I will change, just uh, it would be interesting to see, and I have a real reason and then like a, you know, a sarcastic reason, yeah. JFK not getting assassinated. Oh, that would have been a cool one. Because, number one, everybody says he had a lot of, it was 63, four years before I was born. I have no knowledge of it right. whatsoever. Right. But everybody was real big on JFK, and he, he's going to do this, that, and the other thing, whatever, whatever. So it'd be interesting to see what way, I mean, would, would today, right now, June 5th, 2022, be any different had Kennedy served out his term, reelected a second term, right. and we go from there. It was does the world change? Dry like right. you, you got Vietnam, yeah. you got you know all those. Other, does, does the world change drastically based on that event? And then secondly, had he not been shot, fifty nine years later. The people are still talking about. Well, I think it was you know the librarian at. This right, tower, right. Uh, you know, at Dooley Plaza, who was snorting a line of coke off her boyfriend's ass, and then she shot him because she was in a hallucinated. 
I've never really heard that theory, but I think that's one out there. I think that's one okay. out there that hasn't right. gained a lot of traction. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> 59 years later, people are still talking about the what if. The so if he doesn't get yeah. killed, all of that shit is Done. gone away. Right. So that is why. They, you um, had a much better one than I did. But, no, yours was more personal, personal and in the here and now, like right off the top of your head, and mine was, I mean, could we could go back, you know, shit, where do you go back? Do you go back to the Big Bang Theory? Fuck, I mean, you know, and to prove, you know, like, who was right, who was wrong, you know, yeah. is, is the uh, the world round or is it square? But you could go back, and that's what I said, that's just a random question. What oh, there you go. Now you? I'm thinking, like, what if Christopher Columbus's ship had went down halfway or through the Atlantic? There you go. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of events, right? You know what? You know, or what if you know? What if they don't land on what is North America? You know, what oh, if sure. they land somewhere else? Yeah. You know, and who, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe Africa is what the United States is, and you know, sure. So there, are, you could spend that minute. I just went with the JFK thing because I think it would be interesting to, if nothing else, it would have shut it would shut all these conspiracy theories down. <laughs> all right. Well, I think it's time we raked neighborhood. I think you're right. Uh, I am first again, correct? Yes. All right. So I'm gonna go right out of the gate little dead air there, but I wanted to think about it. Write it down. I'm going to go 2.60. Wow. I don't you know why. You didn't like it at all, eh? No, I didn't. Huh. Well, I, you know, I guess that's as much as I said our taste buds were the same. They differ greatly with Neighborhood Double IPA because it was my favorite of the night. Uh, no wow factor. But since it was the favorite of the night, I had to give it the highest rating of the night. I went 3.48 because of very, I mean, at 8.4, I think it was very drinkable. I will agree with that. I'll agree with that. And I don't, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I need to have another one and figure out what, but maybe it was so different from my, my hazy New England IPAs. I really, really enjoy, um, especially when they, they got the fruit punch to them. That kind of a thing, and I just didn't get that out of this, and so maybe it was a an expectation thing. I'm not sure. Right. When you're expecting one thing right. and it's different, that, yeah, it's, oh yeah, for sure. You know, like a roller coaster, like oh, it's got four loops. This is gonna be the greatest thing ever, and then the loops, yeah. and then you get out the ride, like well, that sucked. Right. So I actually I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I, I think two six is a little harsh. I mean, but, <laughs> but hey, maybe free country. Yeah, maybe. All right, let's see what our friends at Untap thought, though. And with a whopping 10 check-ins. Woohoo! Yeah. With a whopping 10 check-ins, we've got 3.80. So you are definitely, definitely in the right ballpark there, at least with those 10 people. Yes. Yeah. So. All right, well, episode 129. And yet again, Dave, as I look down on the bottom of my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. The preacher man says it's the end of time And the Mississippi River, she's a gold dry. 
interest is up and the stock market's down And you're only getting mugged if you go downtown I live back in the woods, you see A woman and the kids and the dogs and me I got a shotgun, a 